It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jimmy Butler, masterful to help the Miami Heat hold off the Clippers, plus the Spurs finally win a basketball game in San Antonio, plus way more around the league injuries to DeJounte Murray and Obi Toppin. And it's Friday. We're power ranking stuff. The most surprising teams through 25 games all coming today on Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On NBA, the best place for the latest and greatest from around the association, covering all the happenings and rumors from around the league. I'm Tony East, the host of Locked On Pacers. We're talking a lot today around the league. Uh, big game in Miami. Clippers lose again. Jimmy Butler and Bam look awesome in a heat win. That team getting some footing. And then the Spurs. We got to talk about the San Antonio Spurs because, believe it or not, the Spurs won their first for the first time time in a dozen games. DeJounte Murray, we'll talk about it's Friday, power through 25 games, and I'm not, not doing this alone because that would be crazy. Joining me to do this from Don Bowl, CEO Hayes himself, Mr. Hayes. Did you enjoy the games tonight? Three pretty good ones in the league. Yeah, some really good games. That Portland uh, the Denver Nuggets game was exciting down to the the last seconds, but this there were some pretty good games tonight. I'm de- definitely excited to break down the ones we're going to talk about. But you know, never a dull night in the NBA, especially this season. There's probably more parity in the NBA than any time in the last maybe ten decade for sure. Yeah, my my good friend Dan Favalli just tweeted this like 
we're 25 games in and there's maybe like three teams that I feel like I understand. Like, yes, I get who you are. You know, Milwaukee, Boston, and some of the tanking teams. And that's it. Everyone else on any given night, something good happens, something bad happens. And one of those teams, actually two of those teams, played in the first game I want to talk about. The Clippers and the Heat played in Miami back-to-back for the Clippers. But they just lost to Orlando, right? Like, you never know what's going to happen with them. The Heat have a bunch of inexplicable losses this year. They're below 500 through 25 games. And yet... They looked awesome in this one, right? Their stars, Bam, had a bio, kick some butt, 31-10. and 10. Jimmy Butler had 26. He was balling in the first quarter of this game. Uh, meanwhile, over in Clipperland, they, Paul George played the back-to-back. Like, th- that's unusual for them. And he was awesome. And yet, they still didn't win. You got some heat takes for me, Hayes. What did you see in this game? I mean, just the play from Jimmy Butler and Bam. Like, the fact that... Uh, they combined for 57 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists, and four steals to push wow. the, the Miami Heat to W. Like, that's just great. And then, I mean, it's, it wasn't just them. You still get Tyler Hero with 19 points. Caleb Martin with 17 points in this one. Like, this was just a, a nice balance uh, win from the Miami Heat, one that we haven't seen a lot of uh, from them in this season. Like you said, already five uh, starting off five, under 500 so far this season. They are 9-5 and five at home, so that does help, help them out a little bit. But the Miami Heat is a team that just I look at and just uh at the beginning of the season just said it just maybe seemed like they just aged out of their window and that it just happens but in this game tonight you wouldn't think any of that Bam showed up big time for them tonight Bam's defense was huge too the Clippers shot 20 for 44 on two pointers right like they couldn't get buckets around the rim in this game because when Bam's doing that thing where he's patrolling and cutting off all the angles for everybody he's one of the best defenders in the world so I made all defense teams in the past and That really hurt the Clippers in this game because they shot really well from deep and still lost this game pretty handily. You know, well, five points isn't handily, but they didn't look like they were ever, you know, really threatening uh, down the stretch of this game. The Heat were up for much of the late parts of the fourth quarter. Early Clippers, I suppose, looked threatening. That said, yeah, they they couldn't do enough against Bam, and Jimmy's obviously an all-world defender. So if you can't score twos, you're not going to win, and that's kind of been the story for the Heat a lot of this season. You know, Jimmy and Bam have been up and down, but in general, they've needed more from some of their role players who haven't stepped up. So when they get a good Caleb Martin game, Victor Oladipo gives them a little bit. Dwayne Dedman gives them a little bit. That's enough for them to beat even pretty good teams from the Western Conference. For sure, for sure. And uh, Victor Oladipo chipping in six points as well. But I think the one in, in this one, and the thing that I always look at with the Clippers is just like – the, the Clippers have so much potential, and just if they can ever stay healthy, they could be a championship level team. But like, it's just you you can't bet on health with that team. You just can't bet on health. But the the Miami Heat just you know uh, that balance attack, like you said, Jimmy Butler being an all world defender and a player that can that can also chip in some points for them. But when you get Tyler Hero uh, and Caleb Martin chipping in the way that they did with Bam and Jimmy Butler, the way that they played, they can be any team in the NBA. Yeah, the struggle I have with figuring out who the heck the Clippers are is they're a different team every time they play. Like different guys are in and out. So it's impossible to get a feel. And I'm sure internally, even for the team that can be tricky. I did not think we'd be talking about the San Antonio Spurs today, Hayes, but when you win for the first time in 12 games, you get some love on the national stage. Congrats to the Spurs for finally figuring it out. And the guy we have to lead with is Keldon Johnson. The man who got paid this summer, who was on fire, made his first eight shots was nine for 11 for 19 points at halftime and Trey Jones was also balling 17 points on seven for nine in the first half and the Spurs were still barely ahead the Rockets hung around for a while but those two guys were fantastic Keldon finished with 32 Trey Jones finished with 26 took a pretty hot scoring night for the Spurs but they finally get a win 
after starting off so good this season, are the Rockets that bad? Hayes, did the Spurs find a groove? What was going on here? I think it's a combination of both. The Rockets aren't a good basketball team. Not that the Sacramento, uh, I'm sorry, San Antonio Spurs are that much better than them uh, either. But, you know, when you get 32 points from Kelton Johnson and Trey Jones shipping in 26 as well, uh, they're going to they're gonna be in any game if they if they play that. And we know that uh, the Spurs, regardless, they play a solid brand of basketball. Missing Devin Vassell in this one as well and still being able to put that in is good. The rookie uh, Malachi Branham uh, is starting in this game. He goes two for seven from the field. So nothing amazing there. But. But I look at the Houston Rockets and I and I keep looking at this team. And this is a team that they're gonna there's still gonna be additions, they're gonna be changes to it, but like they they have so much potential on this team and they're gonna lose a lot of close games. They're gonna lose games like this, especially uh when you have Co- coach pop coaching on the other side of that. Um but you know, the Spurs just they they needed this win. Um, it, well, I guess it, it looked at what you mean by need, because if they're trying to get in the Victor win beyond the sweepstakes, maybe they did need this win. But uh, at the end of the day, this was – and this is one thing about the NBA, right, is that you can see two underperforming teams, and sometimes it may be the best basketball game of the night on a night like this where there's only three games, and this was a very fun game to watch. It, it was a blast. It also was so close to the highlight of the year – with Alperen Sengun dribbling from beyond half court, <laughs> yeah. and all over Zach Collins. It was sick. He was totally in the charge circle, but Sengun had like his arm out in, in front of him a little bit. It was weird that they called it a charge, and then it got challenged, and it was still called a charge. I hate that. I hate that. It was an awesome highlight. It was probably the right call, but I still hate it. And then the very next possession, Sengun gets blocked and grabs his own rebound, and they called the travel on him. That was a big sequence. It was like tied before that, so I feel bad for... For the Rockets, that Shingun's highlight got ruined that way. But the Spurs deserved it. They played pretty well offensively, got inside, and scored in this game. So, good for that. You know, when you need to win, you get it. But quietly on the other side, the third overall pick, Jabari Smith. Here he comes, Hayes. 23 in this game. The shot is here. Four for seven in this one. Nine for 13 for the game. And sometimes that can be a coming out party. But in his last 10 games prior to the Spurs game, Jabari Smith Jr., 14.1 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, shooting 42% from deep on six and a half threes per game. Again, Hayes, here he comes. This is what the Rockets need him to be, a 3 and D wing on that team full of offensive players. And he has been that for the better part of almost a month now for Houston. Yeah, I mean, Jabari uh, Jabari Smith, just he has all the potential. You see it there. Like once he starts putting it together and realizes, and I also think Jabari – doesn't really realize his strength yet. Once he starts understanding that and how to use his body against these NBA players, he's going to be a heck of a consistent defender. Um, the, the Rockets got a, a, a good player in him, and it's going to take some time for, for the consistency to always be there. But like you said, putting together a solid month, that's what you want to see um, from a rookie going into their second month of their NBA career, just steadily building upon what they did before. Um, but I really really do like Jabari Smith and I think that he's going to be a player that really not uh, calling him a glue guy is kind of undercutting him some because he can be so much more than that but when you look at the way in the construction of this Houston Rockets team his defense and, and what he's able to do on that side of the uh, of the ball is going to be highly important and if he's scoring efficiently on top of that you got a heck of a player there in Jabari Smith yeah a three and D floor is a great starting point for a prospect and even if he just is that That's useful on a Houston team with Kevin Porter and Jalen Green already in the fold. Unfortunately, in the NBA, injuries are a part of the game. And that was also a big news part of our Friday, excuse me, our Thursday in the league. DeJounte Murray, all-star last year, out a couple weeks in Atlanta. Obi Toppin surging for the Knicks, and he's out for a couple weeks for the Knicks. We'll break down those, what they mean 
for those two teams coming right up. But first, two messages for you guys. First up, quick note from Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. For example, John Legend, he can teach you about songwriting, right? Mariah Carey, who's super popular this time of year, of course, can teach you about using your voice as an instrument, as she does so well around Christmas time. Gordon Ramsay can teach you about cooking, all that, and way more. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, the thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. That's what Masterclass is all about. One of our hosts of Locked on Celtics, John Corrales, has been trying it. He loves the big selections. He dove right into a Steve Martin comedy class. It was easy for him to start and stop. There's a great bookmark function. The chapters were super clearly laid out. It was exactly what he needed and exactly what he was hoping for. And there's all that and more at Masterclass. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms apply. Absolutely. And also, you guys can check on LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's so easy to create a profile. And after you get your profile created, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rank linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nba that's linkedin.com slash locked on nba to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every single day for your second listen. Locked On Bulls, right, with Hayes and Pat, the designer. Those guys killing it over there in Chicagoland, breaking down a Bulls team that we will be talking about later, but not for the most fun reason ever. For now, though, another not fun thing to talk about is injuries. Injuries, especially a big one. We'll start with that one. Uh, Two in the NBA. Uh, that were coming out Thursday, uh, DeJounte Murray and Obi Toppin. And we'll start with Murray because the Hawks, the vibes are yikes in Atlanta right now, right? They've lost two in a row. Trey Young and Nate McMillan are very public now. It uh, wasn't at the time, but it has been reported to be. Now public spat between the two. Team struggling since. And now they'll be without DeJounte Murray for a few weeks. Shams Charani are reporting early in the day that he will miss about or more than two weeks with a left ankle sprain. And, oh, by the way, John Collins has an ankle injury. DeAndre Hunter has a hip injury. The Hawks, this could not be a worse time for them. They do have a sort of easy schedule coming up. That said, though, Murray's been huge for them, right? Their net rating with him on the floor is about plus one without a minus four and a half. Huge important player for him. That's not a secret. He was a machine last year. He was an all-defense caliber player. They traded a ton to get him this offseason. And now they want to have him for a few weeks right after a big incident with Trey Young and their coach. What do you what do you feel like the Hawks are going to need to do to adjust and, and stabilize at a key time for them? I mean, I, don't, I, I really don't know. When you look at just them now missing three starters um, out with injury when you add in DeJounte Murray to that and what he brings being the two-way player that he is there. Uh, Bodon uh, coming into that lineup, he can bring some shooting, but he definitely doesn't bring the two-way ability of a DeJounte Murray. I really don't know. Like, when you look at the Eastern Conference, uh, right now the Atlanta Hawks sit at number five, but they are only – 
what two and a half games from being out out of the play-in tournament. So when you when you look at how tight the Eastern Conference is, having this many injuries to your starting lineup can really be the difference between um, on the back half of the season fighting for a play-in spot and being locked into a playoff spot. So like. I know it's early in the season. We're still less than 30 games into the season. But missing DeJounte Murray for a couple of weeks, it seems like it's going to be can really you could dig yourself into a hole that you're going to have to be fighting hard for the rest of the season to dig yourself out of. So looking at the Atlanta Hawks and how they're going to weather this storm, like it's going to have to be a lot of Trey Young. Trey Young is going to have to do some amazing cooking uh, if they want to stay um, and avoid that playing tournament because the East, uh, the the NBA as a whole, there's so much parity in the NBA right now that if you have a, a, one of these type of injuries, much less the Atlanta Hawks having three of these injuries to their starting lineup, it's going to be really wild to see how they weather this storm. Yeah, it's all it's always tough when this stuff happens, and fortunately for the Hawks, they have seen Trey Young just be like. Yeah, I got, I got this. <laughs> you know, so yeah, for sure. te- perhaps they can be okay offensively, but defensively, that's where, especially when you look at the on-off numbers, they're seven points better per 100 possessions with DeJounte out there. Sorry to be so numbers dorky, but and he's super important for that team in a big way. And their replacements being not very good is a big part of that, right? They are very yeah. fortunate, and I'm glad you mentioned that Bogdan Bogdanovich came back, I think, two or three games ago. He just came back, like, last week. So they do have a, a suitable guard replacement to bring in there. But, you know, behind Murray and Young, most of the season without Bogdanovich, it was Aaron Holiday, who's okay. You know, he's a fine player, but he's on a minimum contract for a reason. You know, they, they played Jarrett Culver a bunch at guard in the game that Murray got hurt. Like, th- those guys can be fine. They're, in, like, rotation-level NBA talent, but not consistently, right? They're going to have off nights, even in the game that Murray actually got hurt, right? They played Aaron Holiday 30 minutes. He was two for a set, right? Like they, they need more than that. And they will consistently need more than that, especially if the McMillan young relationship has any sort of strain. So that combined with the fact that they're now starting a rookie in the place of DeAndre Hunter and a, a second year player in place of John Collins, right? They're going to get a lot of young guys to step up and maybe Trey can just carry these guys. He's done it before he got into a conference finals, but uh, I'd be a little worried if I'm the Hawks right now, even though they do have a super easy stretch of six games coming up in about a week. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to be like you can't overlook it because like like I said, the, what what you do over the course of this two weeks missing DeJounte Murray, who knows what's going on with John Collins? Um it can really make or break your season, and it's crazy to say that this early in the season. So. Yeah, it, it's brutal for them, and they, they would like to be good this year, obviously. That's why they made the big trade. Uh, and speaking of teams that would like to be good, how about the 12 and 13 Knicks who are not as good? This is not as significant of an injury, but still a good player yeah. and a one you hate to see miss time because the Knicks are kind of figuring stuff out in recent games with their new rotation. Obi Toppin! will be evaluate, reevaluated excuse me, in two to three weeks. Bad stuff going on with his left knee. He's only playing about 17 to 20 minutes a night for that Knicks team, but he's finally in the rotation every game. Like That was actually a, an issue they had last year, was getting him consistent playing time, and he's been a, a nice piece for this team. And uh, for the Knicks, who are you know inconsistent and playing a bunch of young guys all the time, you know, having one of their actually consistent guys who's been stepping up for them this year be out, is a big pain right when they were, you know, surging a little bit. They've won their last two games. 
Yeah, I mean, missing anything when you're trying to start surging is gonna is gonna hurt the team. And Obi Toppin really trying to work himself into being being consistent, like I said, not getting too many minutes uh, f- for the the New York Knicks. But still, when you look at what's now gonna come in place of him, are you gonna go small and play Cam Reddish there to back up Julius Randle? You're gonna play Isaiah Hartenstein a little bit more, who I really do like Hartenstein as well. So I mean, he's he's a, he's a uh, I'm I'm a numbers guy. He's he's one of those advanced analytics darlings, but it doesn't always translate to actual. You watch the game, but uh, how the, how Tom Thibodeau manages this lineup is going to be interesting to see because, like I said, while Obi wasn't playing a lot of minutes, his size, his length, and and the, and what he's able to do is not easily replaceable when you look at this roster and what they have back coming off the bench now and, and replacing him. Yeah, it's it's tough, and and they are light-ish on forward specifically. You know, they just. Uh, have benched Cam Reddish. Perhaps he could be the natural guy to step up, which convenient timing for them if he does end up in trade talks. But uh, they, they are—they have enough depth in, on their team in total to handle this. But they, they need all the talent they can get. They're already scraping by, just under 500. Last one here. I actually missed this in, in the prep here. Uh, Mike Conley back for the Jazz. Uh, at the same time, Colin Sexton out. <laughs> uh, so Colin Sexton sounds like he's out for about a week. Uh, right as Mike Conley returns. I actually think that'll make the Jazz a little better. And they've got Gobert in town this week. So I would say the net impact of those injuries, one coming back and one going out, is is about a neutral, maybe even a positive because Conley's been good this year. But uh, do you have any thoughts on those two guys, Hayes? Um, I mean, like you said, it's kind of a kind of a, a wash when you look at the, getting one back and one leaving. The one that I, uh, outside of the, the Memphis Grizzlies, who I mean, not Memphis, uh, the Utah Jazz, who are playing great, but uh, the Memphis Grizzlies missing De- Desmond Bain for another three to four weeks yeah, as well. Yeah. I don't want to miss that one before we go. Which he at the at start at the start of the season was probably on pace to be the most improved player of the year, one. and he's just missing a lot of time. Yeah, that one was supposed. I thought the the timeline originally was. Just before Christmas on that one, and it got, I think that was yesterday or two days ago. He's gonna be out for three to four more weeks. Maybe he won't play until 2023 now, which is crazy for the Grizzlies. And he did, he did not overlap with Jaron Jackson, right? So the Grizz, who are playing well, will have the the whole time in their back pocket all season this this weapon of hey, we haven't even played our best lineup yet, <laughs> which is crazy to think about for how good and talented that team is. And they are not a surprising team this year, but there have been many. We've talked about the parody of the NBA. Already a couple times on this episode, but I thought, why not 25 games for some teams? End of the season, discuss the three most surprising teams. We each power ranked our top three most surprising teams to start this NBA season. Before we talk about that stuff, though, let me talk to you guys about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and get your latest sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. They've got their lines up for the NFL this week. If you're interested in Cowboys Texans, the battle of the Lone Star State, Cowboys favored by 17 in that one. They've got a bunch more, of course, on there at Bet Online as well. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history after beating the heat led by lebron james and Dwayne wade in 2011 dirk nowitzki won an nba title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support dirk all the way to a championship jj barea 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every single day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Everybody, it's Friday on Locked On NBA, which means we're power ranking something. Sometimes it's silly. Adam Ares and I power ranked the uh, City Edition uniforms, and sometimes it's serious, like today, where we look at the most surprising teams in the league. Some good, some bad, some teams way below expectation, some teams way above. And now that we're about a, a little over a quarter of the way in, I figured, why not do that? as a good barometer of who's playing well and who's not. Hayes, you can go first. Your third most surprising team in the NBA this year. I'm going to go not positive on this one. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves. I thought that that trade was going to balance out way better than what it is. You look at the Timberwolves being 500 outside of the playing tournament right now if the playoffs were to start. And just the the fact that Rudy Gobert, if you look at the on-off, like when he's on, he's, he's still doing what he, what he does. It's just that that, that – uh, front line of him and Carl Anthony Towns just does not seem to be working out in the way that they hoped that it would work out. Um, even though, like on paper, I just thought that they were going to be able to not be dominant, but they were going to be way better than than 500 at this point. But uh, as we said, with the parity in the NBA, they're still only what two games out of being uh, right. the six seed, so they're not too far off if they can pull it together. But that um, Anthony Edwards kind of not at least starting off the season, how he ended last season, just firing on all cylinders. There's a lot of a lot of uh, things that I look, just look at that Minnesota Timberwolves team, and I'm just like, I thought it was I thought it was going to be better than this. They're three games out of, of third, right? The West That's is crazy. so tight. Like, it, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I was higher on them, too. If I think if I had to do four teams, they'd be my fourth. Uh, I thought there'd be, like, some growing pains with the front court like that. But to me, their biggest reason I thought they'd be better beyond getting a really good player is I thought the thing you mentioned, Ant would be really good to start this year, right? Ascent into yeah. year three. That's a natural thing that happens all the time. Not that he hasn't been good. He's still been good. But he hasn't been better than last year in a way. And I think their trade kind of was a big bet that he would be that much better. So maybe they do get better fit out of the two bigs as the season progresses. Maybe Edwards figures something out. But right now... Yeah, they're they're a 500 team, and they maybe they'll they'll figure something out right now with Cat out actually because they have done well with just the one big stuff. Hayes, I'm sorry to do this to you. Uh, my third surprising team, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. Uh, not that I thought they would be awesome. Like Lonzo was a big part of their success early mm-hmm. last year. Him coming out, they though they still finished strong-ish, got into the playoffs as a six seed, right? DeMar was awesome last year. Levine was good. They're, they're dealing with a ton of injuries. I understand why they haven't been good. But they've been like poo-poo platter bad in a lot of games. They cannot figure out their lineups. This Io DeSunmu, Pat Williams thing isn't working around their stars. And I thought it would click a little bit better when you have DeRozan Levine. Like you can get away with some stuff that they haven't been able to get away with. So 
I, I'm a little concerned about their start. I think they can recover. They have the talent to do so. But 12th in the East right now, 10 and 14, the Bulls go number three for me. I mean, yeah, that's fair. When you look at this, the, the, the I'll let you have the floor here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just, they, it just, it's something weird about the team. Like you, you, you beat Milwaukee and Boston, and then you just lose get, like the next three games after that. It's just, it's weird. This team just, they don't give consistent effort offensively or defensively. Um, their big three, if you want to even call it that, are hit and miss on if they look good together. Like it's, it's a frustrating team and you're, you're, you're triggering my PTSD right now. Thank <laughs> you for that Tony. <laughs> I thought that they did something I, I thought would be smart by starting Caruso the other night. I, mm-hmm. I haven't kept up with how those lineups have done, but I just felt like, like I owe Desunbu's good and Pat Williams has his moments, but they need like a consistent fourth dude in that starting five. I thought Caruso could be a good choice there. We'll have to see if that helps the bulls. No, you're number two. Most surprising team in the NBA this year, Hayes. New Orleans Pelicans. And not that I didn't think the talent was there because I love that roster. I'm a huge Brandon Ingram guy. But I just did not think that Zion was going to be a play. Out of the 24 games that they played, he's played in 19 of them. I thought Zion was going to miss more than that to start the season. I thought that he may, uh, after being out of basketball, how long he was, it was going to be a slower start. But Zion comes in looking healthy, building off that chemistry they built last season and going on a playoff run without him. And you insert Zion into that into that team, and they are firing on all cylinders, winning eight of, out of their last 10 games on a five-game win streak right now. Um, and if you watch the brand of basketball that they play, sometimes it looks a little bit awkward. Sometimes you even kind of look at it and say, hey, I don't know how the Pelicans won this game tonight. And usually the way they won it is because Zion is just unstoppable. So yeah. it's completely surprising for me. He, he's he been awesome, right? 24 points per game, even so much that our Locked On Pelicans host, Jake Madison, recent podcast, is he an MVP candidate? And he's close. Like, he's got to be in that mix. You know, I don't think he's in the Tatum, Giannis, Conver- Luca conversation yet, but you, know, he, you can talk about him in that breath and not be wrong. The, the reason I'm so surprised by them, well, first of all, they're first in the West. Like, that's crazy. Um, 24 games they've played. Ingram has missed nine of them, right? He's missed over a third of their games, and they're still winning and playing well, right? They, they found ways to succeed despite their best guys being out on occasion this season. That's so impressive. Credit to head coach Willie Green. You know, those uh, those young coach assistant first head coach job hires can be very hit and miss. They nailed it with that one, right? He's done a really good job bringing that team together. Yeah, they, they've been – I thought they'd be pretty good this year, so I did not include them. But they, the, the fact that they're first in the West means I probably should give them more credit in this setting. I'm just a negative Nancy because my <laughs> second surprise team is another negative one, a team we talked about earlier today, actually. Miami Heat, what is going on? With the Heat, 12 and 14. And I, I I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, but, you know, made the comp- the NBA Finals in 2020. They made the Conference Finals last year. Jimmy always finds a way to make his teams better, right? Bam's still young and improving. Hero's still young and improving. They kept mostly the same talent from last year outside of P.J. Tucker. And here they are. They're struggling to even be 500. I know they need more pieces, but they found a way to succeed with largely the same group last year. I, I think they're counting a little bit too much on Depot to recover and be good. But I did not think they would be this down through 26 games. They're really reliant on some of the role guys to be good on a lot of nights, like we talked about earlier. Caleb Barton was that tonight. But that that is not a very heat-ish start or heat-ish situation, and I'm very surprised to see them in that spot. 
Yeah, especially when you look at one of the best coach teams in the NBA right. as well. Like, and the fact that they they have continuity for the most part, their roster's been the same for for a while. There, outside of some things changing, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The Miami Heat and where they are right now is surprising. And like I said earlier, when we kind of talked about them, I just think that they're a team that just they just missed their window. They didn't have a, a long window open, but I think that that window may just be closing, and we may be may be witnessing that. Yeah, they always are aggressive and we'll go for it. We'll see what they can do. Hayes, maybe we'll have the same team. Let's see your number one most surprising team in the NBA this year. For me, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this is just personally. Wow. I did not think think the backcourt of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell was going to work out the way that it has. And I do think that not having Darius Garland to start the season and allow Donovan Mitchell to kind of find his groove. And when you look at just the the usage rate, right, how how much shots Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell do usually take and the fact that it's not always efficient um, shooting that they do from them. But I said this at the beginning of the season when we were doing our prediction shows that if Darius – I'm sorry, if Donovan Mitchell learned to kind of just – not necessarily pick his spots, but to find his his groove amongst these younger players and still yet the, long, the younger players kind of take the front seat at times, that the, the sky was the limit for them. I just thought it was going to be more of a learning curve for them, but they hit the ground running. And that's completely surprised me that they've just – how efficient they've been, how early it happened in the season, and the fact that like it didn't seem like there, there was really any bit of a learning curve for them. It seems like Donovan Mitchell was inserted in fit almost perfectly. Like I said, some of that was helped by the fact that Darius Garland missed the beginning of the season, but now it's just like they just look really good and almost unstoppable. So I was really intrigued by the Cavs because like they were quietly pretty good last year. I think they won 44 games. But I think the fit stuff you're mentioning is right. But my intrigue for them was like they have no wings, right? Like yeah. they're great guards and great bigs, but you need wings in the NBA. Like how is this going to work? And they've been like, yeah, we don't need them. <laughs> we can defend the rim and we can shoot. Like we'll be fine. And it, it's worked pretty well. I've been, imp- I, I, I didn't think they'd be this good to be fair, but I thought they'd be pretty good. Like all their good guys last year were young and they had Donovan Mitchell. That's a cool team. But yeah, I think you're right to say that, you know, they, there were certainly questions about the fit and to get two guards who aren't known for their defense to not necessarily defend, but be good enough that it doesn't matter has been impressive for them. I can't believe they didn't make your list at all. My number one team. They haven't sniffed the playoffs since I was eight years old. The Sacramento Kings, the fourth best offense in the NBA. They defend well enough to win. They beat good teams kind of often somehow. They make a ton of threes. De'Aaron Fox looks amazing this season. Sabonis is a machine as usual. The Kings are in fifth in the West through 23 games. Mike Brown is coaching the heck out of that team. And look, they made like decent moves to take the steps to be this team. Mm-hmm. The surprise is that the Kings have tried to take these steps before, and every time they have, it hasn't worked. The fact that the Kings are actually doing it is surprising, and credit to them because they, they put together a pretty dang good team. Yeah, I mean, I always call the Kings the the can't-get-right team of the NBA because it <laughs> exactly. seems like every time they try, they don't do it. I said coming into the season on our prediction show again, I said if the Sacramento Kings are trying to win, they'll probably be the worst team in the NBA. The moment they decide to embrace the tank, they'll start winning. That's just what I thought because the Kings just can't seem to do what they set out to do. But they have been playing great this season. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is just amazing. The fit between him and Sabonis has been great. Um, yeah, I just I think for me, just because of how long, like it's what, since they haven't made the playoffs since 2006, I just worry if it's a little bit of fool's gold. Like, are, are they going to be the same team after February? I worry a little bit about. So I can't remember when it was. I thought it was 04 when I 
Yeah, when I just said my age there. I, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, credit to them. And they're like, they're fun to watch, man. Like, they just play so fast and shoot a bunch of threes that that can be a risky strategy. Like, if you're off for a night, you might just lose. But it's super fun. And their fans are loving it. And they're lighting a beam every time they win, which is like the coolest random thing yeah. ever. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. thought of that. Um, any other surprise team you want to mention? But I think those are good rankings. No, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, most teams, uh, I cover the Pacers, they've been, I guess, surprising, but they're, they're, they've beaten some pretty crappy teams on their way to 13 wins. We'll see where they settle in when this current month is over. He's CEO Hayes, one of the hosts of Lockdown Bulls. Go check it out, him and Pat the Designer, every day over there at Lockdown Bulls, covering a team that I just slandered. They all maybe rushed to their defense over at Lockdown Bulls, and I'm over at Lockdown Pacers talking about Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and Co. as they try to somehow stay above 500 as their season progresses. And this has been Locked On NBA every single weekday, the latest and greatest from around the association. Back on Monday, Jackson Gatlin of the biggest stories from around the league with our local experts. Thank you guys a ton for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.